Today is a big day. If you can hear the sound of my voice, that means you're tuning in for the inaugural episode of God Family Purpose, the show that sheds light on our shared human experience through the lens of faith, family, and purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Gilchrist, and today we're talking about the marvel and the mess with today's guest co-host, Jada Willis. So tune in, you won't want to miss this one. For giving me the opportunity to just ask you a few questions um, that I know that I'm dying to know the answers to, but it's going to be, I know that anything that you say, Amanda, will be a, a blessing and will really impact change um, to all of your listeners. So I'm going to dive in. I want this to be completely transparent and unrehearsed. Is that okay? Absolutely. I mean, I'm just not going to lie. That's the reason I chose you to be the the person who does this inaugural episode with me, right? I needed you to bring the Jada juice in and just let it be real, <laughs> authentic, and, you know, be in the moment. Be okay. present. <laughs> oh, so present and uh, so excited for this. Like, excited in a different way, though. There's a different energy around this. And, you know, whenever you get excited and you're like, let's just say you're about to go to an amusement park. That's a different excitement. But this is exciting, like... Ooh, this is real. This is something that, you know, going to sweep the nation, impact lives, change people kind of messaging. And so I don't want to delay any further. I need to, I need to ask some burning questions, right? Um, so first, the podcast is God, Family, Purpose. Why did you choose that as your, um, as your focus? Yeah, so <clears throat> it was fairly simple. Those are the three pillars that I consider myself living my life by. And I actually have considered that I lived my life by that for for forever since I can remember. But there was this question I used to ask and I had to remember um, this for myself. I used to ask this question. If someone was to follow you a day in your life, without ever talking to you, just watch you, would they know what you value? And I used to ask that question to other people in these, you know, group therapy sessions. And then I realized like, I need to ponder on that a little bit harder for myself. Like, what are the three things that I really want people to know me by? Um, How do I want to represent myself? And and then make sure I'm actually living that out, right? That I don't have to tell people, <laughs> this is me. This is what I value, right? I want to live that in a very authentic way. And so thus the journey of God, family, purpose, it's a constant, even though those are things I value, it's a constant to find that balance, to make sure that I am staying within the things that I value and not getting distracted and off course and life. I mean, come on. <laughs> life. So um, that's what it's all about. Life, finding your way. When I, when I met you, I could easily see that you embodied those values. That's it's anyone that has any type of interaction with you. That completely makes sense. Um, But you're just, you're not the average counselor. You're not the average coach. You know, there's just something, there's something about you. And I think it really though lends to your purpose. And if you had to share, what is your purpose in this world? Big question. Yeah, that is a huge question. 
I get, it's funny, clients ask me that, how do I find my purpose? Um, and mine was a really long journey and a really, <laughs> quite a few talks with God, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, and what that's boiled down to was people. Mm -hmm. People are part of my purpose, seeing them, hearing them, validating them, leading them to healing, you know, being with them on their journey, sharing my story. That's mm -hmm. my purpose. Um, and more times than not, you know, the times when I can remember people coming to me and saying, Amanda, that was really the thing I needed. They were all things I needed for myself. Mm -hmm. All things that were super impactful to me. And sometimes I was figuring them out as I was working with people. <laughs> so, Absolutely. That's very real. Yeah. And that's what's, yeah. that is a, a true coach that's working with you. You're also, because it, you're not going to have a one size fits all. And it's not very, it's not black and white. Our lives are not black and white. So no. you need to customize it to the person and to tailor it to what they're doing and what they're going through. But at the same point in time, you don't have all the answers, but you can pull from your knowledge, experience, wisdom to help someone go through that, that journey, get a little Absolutely. further. Absolutely. And here's the thing, right? Is that I'm not necessarily supposed to have the answer. I tell people all the time, like, I'm not here to give you advice. Um, I'm here to be with you. I'm here to make sure that you get wherever you need to go in the most authentic way that suits you, right? It has to be true to who you are, not what works for me, the next person, not what mama thinks, daddy thinks. Mm -hmm. And I give those caveats because I see so much of me wanting to please the people around me, like be this, <laughs> be that, you know, make this person happy, make that person happy. But I was never, I thought my happiness was tied up in other people being happy with me for a long time. And mm -hmm. then when I got to true happiness, I was like, whoa, this is different, <laughs> right? <laughs> true happiness. Okay. I, I need to unpack that a little bit, right? Because oh. I'm sure a lot of listeners are thinking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of listeners are thinking, um, okay, true happiness. Where's that so at? Tr true happiness is in authenticity. It's in unconditional positive regard for yourself. It's in acceptance of where you are and still being okay with the fact that there are other places you want to go and, and how you want to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, it's being, it's setting boundaries. It's, it's mm -hmm. so many things, but one of the things that I like tell everyone, um, that even will listen to me is that you'll never get the validation you want outside mm -hmm. of your, it has to be inside it, you know, it feels good for a little bit, you know, maybe you get a little bit puffed up, but when you're really sitting with yourself do you feel mm -hmm. validated without anyone else in the room do you feel like mm -hmm. you know who you are is more than good enough and more than worthy and when I felt like you know people could just take me or leave me and I'm like you either love me or you don't I was like <laughs> this is 
freedom. <laughs> it is freedom. It's absolutely freedom. Um, years ago, I put this on my vision board. It's I wanted to feel comfortable in my own skin. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Yes. And I, you know, sometimes I used to struggle to put that into words and people say that all the time, but being comfortable in your own skin means, you know, COVID made us sit with ourselves. We didn't have a choice, mm -hmm. right? We couldn't go places. I mean, we could talk to people on, you know, virtual and Zoom, but then we got really like exhausted by it. Um, but it, it lended a lot of time for you to just sit. And some people went a little crazy. Okay. I mean, I yeah. had my moments where I didn't want to sit with myself. Exactly. <laughs> um, and therapy went you know, it exploded. Everybody wanted to get into therapy because we all realized that we had junk that we had just been mm. pushing off to the side and we had been ignoring ourselves because we were so focused on everything else, right? It's easy junk to like think you're comfortable in your own skin mm -hmm. when you have everything going on. But when you sit in those moments in silence and it's just you, mm. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's a really good point, though, because a lot of us have such a busyness to our lives. And sometimes that busyness, we we say, well, we have to do X, Y, and Z. We have to get to, you know, have to take care of this person. But some of the busyness is probably us also running from ourselves. Because mm -hmm. I was the have to person, right? And Ooh. every now and then I still have to catch myself because, mm -hmm. you know, just because I've reached a place of like, you know, authentic joy and happiness doesn't mean I don't have ups and downs still. I still have good and bad days, right? Oh, so but you're human? Overall, is that? Yeah. You know what? I try <laughs> to tell people that. I'm not sure if they recognize this. So I put that caveat out there, right? I'm human. Maybe because I'm a therapist, I have skills and tools. It doesn't mean I use them all the time like I'm supposed to. As a matter of fact, sometimes I choose to do it the wrong way because I am human. Um, but, you know, when it comes to just getting to know who you are when it comes to just recognizing that, you know, life is so much greater than the things that we accomplish. Mm -hmm. it, you, your take is a little bit different. And so I was in that have to because I was in this place of performance, perform, 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 mm. perform, perform, because that is how people know you're smart and intelligent and you're worthy and you're proving yourself because mm -hmm. you're a black woman in a predominantly, mm -hmm. you know, white dominated profession. And for many years, you know, it was male because all the research was centered around white males. Right. So mm -hmm. there was this need to prove myself because I didn't see many other, you know, women, and Black women like myself in those higher state government leadership roles. And so it's about, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have mm -hmm. to with all of these things because I was mm -hmm. trying to prove something and I felt like I mm -hmm. had to do those things. No, don't, don't have to, right? Matter of fact, mm -hmm. in my soon to be released um, journal and planner, mm. I have spots where you only have space for three to five must-dos. Okay. Three to that's five must-dos. Yes, for what length it. of time? So the goal is only three 
for each day. Must do, right? Okay, but absolutely. And you have those are a work in progress. So maybe they need five, which is mm-hmm. why I gave mm-hmm. you space to have five. But I don't know. There are probably list takers out there because I was a list taker. I'm still kind of a list taker. And I will have this long checklist of all the things that I need to get done. Yep. And the too. list will be like freaking 40 things. <laughs> and and then I get flustered. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just quitting for the day. I can't. This is too much. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Like I would avoid it yeah. altogether. You do a brain dump and then you get overwhelmed by all the things. You're like, okay, <laughs> my- great. It's on a piece of paper. It's good. Yeah. Well, funny thing is. I do have a brain dump space in there too, right? So the brain dump is separate from the daily because I was mixing all these things in together and Mm. feeling like I got to do everything. And I was so unhappy. I need need to ask. So how did this journal come about? Like, why are you putting this out into the universe? It's my, it's my passion purpose project. I say that, right? Mm. But so I love to tell people that I put things out that were made for me and people like me, right? And one of the things I've learned through life, through being a therapist, through Mm -hmm. being a person is that we all have some similarities whether we want to or not, we all experience some sort of common struggles. And there are several people who experience the things that I do. And so it's for me, but it's for the people who resonate with me, right? It's like the thing Mm -hmm. I tell people when they're getting started in therapy. I'm like, this first session is for you to really not for me to just assess you, but for you to assess me to see if I'm a good fit to see if you feel like I am the person who can help and support you on this journey, while mm-hmm. I would love to help everyone under the sun, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. And also on the flip side of that, I also don't feel equipped to help every single person, right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. stay with my strengths. And so that's what this journal is for. Even if it's only one person or two people, those people you know, who feel like me, I think will absolutely benefit from this one place of organization. And I, I took this spiritual approach to it too. So it's, it's God family purpose, literally, if you could encapsulate it, right. It Mm -hmm. it gives space and reflection to like sort out all of those things. I've already shared that I'm going to be the first to purchase (laughs) all my copies. And I just, I want (laughs) to stop teasing us. You need to give (laughs) journal to us the world needs it on the sample to give me that like oh feel right like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that like it's this beaming light and as soon as that sample gives me that feel like it's going online I'm just gonna take the product pictures and it's going online for pre-order okay okay thank you and you you heard it here first okay that was commitment now it's a everyone in the world has heard this commitment to um, the journal, like, but that's just another piece of, it's like another tool to use in order to kind of get you a little bit further on this journey. And we say a journey because it is always a continual work in progress. We -hmm. expect, I was on this, this podcast recording the other day, and we expect that we're going to wake up and just be happy. And that's like, that's it. 
And there's just, there is so much work to do, but we are worth it. And I want to hear your perspective on that. What is, what is your perspective on those individuals that just want to press a button and it's just, it's the happiness button. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm with you. I would love to press a happiness button (laughs) and just be happy. But since that's not our reality, right? Um, your happiness is an investment. It's it's work. It's whatever you want it to be. And I will quickly hear people say, well, I just can't, you know, change my mind. Well, yeah, it doesn't happen with the flip of a switch, right? But it does happen with small changes in growth over time in your life. You no, know, we, our feelings are so important, but they can also be deceitful to us at the same time. And our feelings are most commonly influenced by the thoughts and the beliefs that we carry. Hmm. And so first things first, you know, even if you're in therapy, if you're not in therapy, if you're pondering therapy, if you just want to do some self self help, start with figuring out what your beliefs are. Um, So many of us have beliefs that we carry that don't actually belong to us. And what I mean when I say that is, you know, we are a product of our experiences in our environment. And whether we think those things influenced us or not, they absolutely did. You know, we just mm-hmm. don't check in with ourselves enough to know how we are carrying them. Mm. You know, we, it's the pick yourself up by your bootstraps, keep going theme. But when you really get to the thick of it, you realize that you spent most of your formative years in Mm -hmm. an environment with several experiences that you didn't even have control over. And so are you carrying your mom's beliefs about God and Mm -hmm. church and family? Are you carrying your dad's beliefs? Are you carrying, Mm -hmm. you know, their ideologies about relationships because of how it did go or didn't go or your beliefs about men or women or, you know, sexuality, like what, what do you Mm -hmm. really believe? And So one of the things that I quickly found out is that when we have those moments where people try to say something like I was the most sensitive kid in the world and I will probably Mm. do a whole podcast episode on the word sensitive. Okay. Mm. Um, Because that's a whole thing for me. But when I say sensitive, I was very emotionally attuned. Mm. I felt all my feelings right on the spot. It wasn't a you know, like the yeah, way you didn't need time to process together. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, feel, feel all the feels. And I was labeled the sensitive kid. Um, mm. And at that time I was thinking of it as bad, but being sensitive is not bad. Those feelings were something I needed to recognize mm. because they were, they were giving me clues to the things that bothered me and that mm-hmm. what I needed to explore But not having, you know, people around you and our parents didn't know to do that stuff, like lean into that Mm -hmm. emotional attunement. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was so enraptured in my feelings. And Mm -hmm. what I realized is that those things hurt me so bad because I hadn't yet made a decision about who Mm -hmm. I was. I didn't have the answer for myself yet. So somebody said, you're ugly. And it hurt me. It was because I hadn't yet had conviction and decided 
what mm-hmm. I thought about me. And mm. so I took what they said, and I was like, well, it must be so, because I wasn't certain. Mm. Or they said, you're this. And I took that thing and I was like, I think that too. So maybe it's true. Wow. That is powerful though, because it isn't thinking about, you know, being comfortable in your own skin. Like, and I, and I'll admit it fully. I tell you, you're gorgeous all the time. And so, and that's great. You know, that's another, that's an external validation. But if you don't believe that, then that means nothing. And so it is defining what you believe, not just about, of course, your physical body, but your beliefs, your values. Mm-hmm. It starts with defining. It starts with looking at what does that mean to you? What is What are your values? But why? Why do you yeah. have that? And, you know, it's so, like, timely that you said that. Like, you have to figure it out for yourself because, you know, even still, I'd probably go around, you know, taking everything everyone said as a personal dig, you know, that kind of leads mm-hmm. to that over-personalization. And I wasn't able to recognize that all the things that they said to me was more so about them mm-hmm. and who they were and not me. It's a projection. But, yeah. It's not, you don't know that when you're a kid. You, half of mm-hmm. us don't know that in our adulthood, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's a learning and a growth process. And I, of course, still learn sometimes and recognize that, you know, I will quickly give someone an analogy, right? And, you know, I'll say to you, you know what, Jada, you are freaking amazing Mm -hmm. and mean it wholeheartedly. And then maybe you'll say, you know what, you really think so? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I think so. Right. But Mm -hmm. that you really think so in there is the thing Mm -hmm. that's like, okay, am I certain, certain? I think a little bit that I am, (laughs) but I'm not allowing myself to lean all the way into that, right? So it's so important to let yourself lean into those like good things about you because people are, I just want someone to tell me I'm beautiful. I say, Mm -hmm. you think you want that, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like the thing you want, but Mm -hmm. if they tell you you're beautiful on a day where you don't feel that great or you don't like your outfit the first thing you do is cringe like oh no I'm like okay you just said you want someone to tell you you're beautiful and they told you you're beautiful and they meant it but still you shut it down so validation is internal right like validation is internal (laughs) it would it would really change the world if people were able to actually do that, accept Mm -hmm. it. Validation is internal. Mm. All right. So the the theme um, of also this episode is the Marvel and the mess. We've already really like started digging into this a little bit, but I want, tell, tell me about the theme and then I need permission to dig a little deeper. Absolutely. So the Marvel and the mess, um, it, this is something that was laid on my heart quite a while ago, but I, I, I know that it's a root of some experiences that I've had in my life. So growing up, I grew up in a blended family. Okay. Um, so my brother and I, um, and you're hearing it here first, uh, you know, like this isn't widely known, 
My brother is technically my half-brother. Um, my dad, who you will never hear me call him anything else other than dad, because he was the one I was supposed to have mm-hmm. um, that God meant for me to, is mm-hmm. not technically my biological, but blood couldn't make us any closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, my mom is my mom, right? But anywho, so I grew up in a blended family. I then created my own blended family. Um, but growing up in a blended family gave me a lot of a different perspective. And it also, I also carried some insecurities with me, even though I had the dad who was Mm -hmm. super supportive, spoiled me. Like my brother used to make this joke all the time that like, oh my gosh, Amanda, you're so spoiled. Like, you know, I have to wait until stuff goes on sale and he'll pay full price for you. (laughs) He'll pay full price for whatever you want, right? And he was like, well, because she doesn't ever ask for anything. So (laughs) oh, neither here nor there. You'll probably hear us have a discussion about that on this podcast at some time. Um, (laughs) um, But saying all that, you know, there were still some gaps in my life. And there were some friendships Mm. I had where I saw a friend of mine being Mm. verbally, you know, abused by her dad. Mm. And, you know, and then that friendship ended because she started talking to me in the way that her dad spoke to her Wow! and really, really demeaned me in a way that like, I was just like, oh my God, like, how could a friend ever say that to you? Right. Right. And then going on, you know, I, you know, end up going to college and, you know, I find out I'm pregnant on the day I'm graduating undergrad. And the next day I move to South Carolina with my godmother. Cause I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and for context, his dad and I had already broken up. I just happened to find out I was pregnant after. <laughs> um, mm. But there is a lot of mess in there. Right. Because I have this dream that, you know, this vision, mm-hmm. that was vision. I was like, here's what my life is going to look like, you know, I'm graduating college. I'm going to go to the military for a little bit. I'm going to meet my future husband. You know, we'll get married, travel the world. You know, then we'll settle down, have a kid. Then we'll buy a house. And like I had Mm -hmm. this whole visual like map of how life was going to be. Didn't we all? Not not to mention that my dad became um, a minister um, Mm. when I was around 12 or 13. And so being pregnant... Um, even though I was a full grown adult at the time, right. Being pregnant, um, and being Mm. a minister, it was like, oh my God, I'm now a statistic. That was my first thought. Like Mm. literally first thought. I'm a statistic. Oh my God. God, They say the preacher's kids are wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and literally like after that, my life changed, but it wasn't until a few years ago that I really was able to lean, like maybe in the last couple of years, honestly, that I was able to lean into the marvel. Okay. Mm. Because if you hear that, you think like mess, 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 and more mess. And there's a lot of details in between that (laughs) we don't have time for today. (laughs) We don't have time for. But the marvel is that the vision that I had Mm -hmm. for my life, the traveling, you know, 
the children, the love, mm-hmm. the marriage, the house, you know, mm-hmm. the home, not just the house, but the home. Mm-hmm. I'm living it. I got exactly. it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get a chance to love it and enjoy it for as long as I had it because I was still looking for the vision to unfold a certain way, right? Mm. I, I had this, like, it, it, it looks like this. And then getting caught up in work was about, you know, proving myself, but also like proving that I can do well, proving mm. that my family can be well taken care of and aiming for the next thing and the next goal and the next this. And when you're always aiming for the next thing, mm-hmm you lose sight of what's right in front of you. Like Mm -hmm. the happiness, the, Mm -hmm. the blessings that sit like around you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. What a good reminder. That's, that's where it came from. And you were proving that you weren't a statistic. That's what you're doing. You were. Yes. Yes. I was determined. Like, you know, just in general. So at first I was determined because I was like, I'm not going to be a statistic, right? And that was my motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I was negatively mm. motivating myself. Mm. Right? Like. So whatever. So I think that a lot of folks go into the proving mode, but for different whys. Like for me, it was proving I have worth. Proving that, you know, um, my my parents could appreciate and see that also I was smart and successful and, and worth worth their time. And, you know, that's a whole different podcast. But everybody, like, especially the, the high achievers, I say, are constantly in this prove mode. And what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone that is just, they're nodding their head right now saying, oof, this is me, this is me. Oh, how do I get out of that cycle? Yes. You get out of that cycle by getting to know yourself and what you value. And I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to figure it out overnight because it takes moments of Mm -hmm. silence and introspection, not just reflection. Right. Um, But most importantly, you have to think about why you're trying to prove that thing. Mm-hmm. You're, why do you want to prove the worth to somebody else? Why do you want to prove that you can accomplish these things? Because when you find that out, <laughs> you'll be like, why did I spend all my time, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be the opposite of what someone thought I would be instead of being what I actually wanted to be? Mm. like. When you think of it that way, you're not living your choices, your life decisions are being dictated by someone else. That's how I got out of the reason I got out of this big, you know, I was growing this big private practice and true enough, I loved private practice, Mm -hmm. but that growth was about going in the direction that people thought I should, or mm-hmm. that just seems like the next natural step. And I was robbed 
I allowed myself to be robbed of mm-hmm. my purpose and my happiness and sanity because, you know, well, I mean, this is the next best thing, right? Like, this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. This is what you should. Back to the should. Mm-hmm. I hate that should. I hate should. Mm. I literally, you know, I'm, I'm say I'm a, I believe I'm a good therapist, but I'm also like a mama in kind of therapist sometimes. Mm. where I'll hear someone say, well, I shouldn't feel that way. And then my face goes like this because you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to like, you know, make faces. (laughs) And I'm like, no, they get to read my face too, right? They get to assess. Mm -hmm. So I want them to be curious about why my face looks like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, you probably noticed my facial expression. And that comes from wondering why you shouldn't feel that way. What standards are you comparing that to, right? That is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, where, where did you get that? Like, mm. if we just stopped and just wondered more about where we get things from, like most mm-hmm. of the time throughout our day, we're just responding. And mm-hmm. you know where we're responding from? We're not responding from our conscious mind. No, no, Mm-mm. no, friends. We're responding from all this information that's stored in the unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So when I say to people, we don't really know what we're thinking about all the time. We don't. We don't Mm. know what's running around. You know what's up here in the forefront. Right. Right. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes unless you pause and say, where did that come from? Like, why shouldn't I? Wow. And and my spirit kind of led us in this direction, even though... Um, in my mind, I had a completely different plan and I love whenever those things, I love this. I love the sphere. It just kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. It just worked because I love the marble and the mess. And then we, we went into a completely different direction of the theme, but just to circle back, God, I want to circle back (laughs) um, just to circle back because I love what you said. You, you actually, you found the happiness, the original plan of all those components of what you wanted you have that now. It just wasn't on the timeline that you originally said. It didn't go in the order that mm-hmm. you expected. And so mm-hmm. I think the also the message to others is that you can still have the things you want, but you also have to leave room. I like to say leave room for God. Leave room for for life and divine order. Am I allowed to say that here? Yeah. God family purpose. We're actually, <laughs> we're definitely allowed to say that here. Um, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans is mm-hmm. something that I have to keep going back to. Mm-hmm. You know, I will be fully transparent one point in time in my entrepreneurial journey, you know, because I, I used to hold down a full-time job plus, you know, a full practice. And it was a lot. It was so much. I you could I can remember those times where you would just say, Amanda, you're I'm sensing some stress. I'm sensing some mm. like and it, it's I swear, I think I, I would think that I sound like I normally sound. And you could tell. And I'm just like, dang it, how does she know? <laughs> Cause I can keep it from other people. So other people don't know, right? Like I keep those things at home. Mm. And I was like, how does she know? And, you know, I think sometimes God sends those people along to 
help you be conscientious of the fact that like it's you're not where you want to be or are supposed to be and I'm so thankful for that but I'll also mm-hmm. like point out here that I've noticed that you haven't really had to ask me that in quite a while right quite a while you you're you're in a completely different space and it's all about you're on the the momentum train that's mm-hmm. what that's where you're at right now you are really following your purpose and it shows and you are just you're beaming you're a light and you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing sharing the gifts that you're supposed to be sharing and i know that even this episode kind of bless so many people so many people <laughs> Um, I want to, I want to sit here and just keep pressing replay because no matter, okay, this is something really important that I need us to talk about as we close. Yes. Every, someone asked me about this. They're a little bit younger early in their career and they were surprised to know that I had, um, insecurities, that I had days of doubt that, you know, that I have fights with friends, like. I mean, they were surprised to know, and I'm like, that kind of blows my mind. These are, I, I'm a person too. Yes, I have yes. had success, and and I've talked to other CEOs about this, and it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't, doesn't. matter what your title is, what you've achieved. You still have the same thoughts and voices that say, yes. you're not worth it. You're not good enough. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? Right? Yes. 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 And there's so many times in my life where I was perceived a certain way by people. Like people, even my husband, before we got married, his friends, you know, they they all have to, you know, friends have to meet the potential. And, you know, of course he was transparent with me and they they say like, you know, what their opinions are. Like she's she's a good one or she's for the streets, right? <laughs> like, um, oh uh, but uh, I'll probably have him on here one day to talk about that. But anyhow, um, so there are so many times where I hear from people, you're so intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so confident. You just like walk into a room and it's just like this, thing that you carry with you and I'm I would look like me <laughs> that is <laughs> not at all what's happening um most of the time I was sitting there assessing the room mm-hmm. right just kind of being in the space right paying mm-hmm. attention to what's happening but people saw something else and I always thought after that time like you know I used to take offense to it but mm-hmm. then I also was like you know, it's good to know how people perceive you, right? It's good to be aware of that. It's Mm -hmm. not that I'm going to change who I am based on those perceptions, but it helps me to navigate things Mm -hmm. a little bit differently. But yes, as a therapist, the person who advocates for mental well-being, Mm -hmm. I have experienced things, you know, I actually... (laughs) Did not get diagnosed with ADHD until maybe like a year or so ago. Mm. Um, this entire time I have experienced anxiety for literally like mm-hmm. since I can remember. And one of the things that people don't know is women are severely underdiagnosed for ADHD mm. because usually we fall into the inattentive category. 
And mm. so it's usually, um, you know, put off on anxiety or depression. Mm. And anxiety, depression is like a chicken in the egg syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, right. First? Experience one, you're likely going to experience symptoms of the other. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, though, ADHD mm. does contribute to symptoms of anxiety and depression so for so long I thought I was just this high functioning anxiety person and Mm -hmm. part of my like producing or not finishing things to like completion Mm -hmm. was my inattentiveness right Mm -hmm. so with that inattentive type you can absolutely jump from one thing to another because you're like "Mm," right or you're forgetting Mm -hmm. things you're forgetting what people said but then at the same time, you find something you really love and you can dive down that slide until it's, it ends, right? You can just right. go and go and go, yes. right? And I learning that about myself changed mm-hmm. so many things for me. And I'm saying all that because we're simple and we're mm-hmm. complex at the same time. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a walking oxymoron, so I don't... <laughs> complicated okay and so (laughs) that message is to say you know people may perceive you a certain way right but that's Mm -hmm. based on their life and their experiences and as long as you're checking in with yourself and making Mm -hmm. sure that you're embodying the things that you want and you value and you desire that's that's your path okay but you know we're human you know, you're a freaking rock star, but you go through emotional turmoil. Like, I think people think because, you know, they see mm-hmm. us and we're kind and engaging and, but yeah, we struggle. There are times where I mm-hmm. will literally go radio silent. My family, there's mm-hmm. this running joke that if you want to get in touch with me, you either need mm-hmm. to call my husband or call my son, somebody else, right? Because mm-hmm. when I'm offline, for the day mm-hmm. from work. Oh yeah. I'm like, exactly. and that's why me and you get along so well too. because we don't mm-hmm. we don't take mm-hmm. it like hard. Mm-hmm. Like Jada's like, um I I'm just can we pick back mm-hmm. up tomorrow? I'm like, fine, cool. Totally yeah, exactly. like <laughs> I'm like you want to see that Jada tomorrow, not that Jada today. Um <laughs> but but I think that that's a really good closing message because you really are the marble in the mess. And and that's okay. Embrace that. But there are so many folks that that feel like they're the mess and they need to understand and do the work to see the marvel because they have it. Right? Absolutely. Right in front Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. So if you had to give if you had to give some final words to um your listeners right now. I say final for this episode because there is yeah. so much more to come. <laughs> what would you say? What's the last piece of of nugget wisdom that you are going to share? I think that maybe the message for today would be if you still have breath in your body today, you have a purpose. You're worthy. You're validated. There are things and people that you're supposed to meet and impact your mark on the world is not yet done. Get curious about what it is. Find the marvel in the middle of the mess. 
<laughs> All right, folks, you heard it here first. The inaugural episode of God Family Purpose. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Beyond that, keep in mind that if you want to see this episode with the video, please tune in to my YouTube channel at Amanda Gilchrist LPC. And the title is the God Family Purpose Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and check in for weekly episodes.